Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into a special edition of the Sick Podcast, Talk of Titans. We are live post-game to wrap up uh, the nightmare that we witnessed. We'll do our best to... Uh, Get into all of it and unpack it. There's plenty to do, so let's jump right into it. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL, and he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. Welcome in, folks, to a special live edition of Sick Podcast Talk of Titans. We are live post game to recap the Titans and the Saints. The Titans fell to the New Orleans Saints by a final score of 16 to 15. Titans starting the year out without a single offensive touchdown. And uh, everything we imagined and more defensively. But uh, obviously, you can't win a football game. Only performing on one side of the football. And here we are. So let's jump right into it. Jarrett, why don't you start us off. Initial reactions on what we just witnessed today. Boys, I just want to say good job with Bleacher Report Live after the game. I had some technical difficulties with their uh, production team, but hopefully they'll get that fixed on their end. That was not my fault at all. But here I am with the best production team, the sick podcast team, and I'm back with you guys. So let's talk about this. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I'm the biggest fan. You guys know that. I was dying on a hill from him. I was making shorts all, all, all season with him. I said he was going to throw for 3,900 yards. I said he was going to throw for th- uh, 34 touchdowns. I don't see it anymore. Okay. I am officially halfway out on the Ryan Tannehill train right now because he looked abysmal today, throwing it to triple and double coverage with um, DeAndre Hopkins. I know I know Nuke is the best uh, wide receiver we got on the team, but give the guy a chance. You can't throw him in triple coverage. Interceptions are, are ridiculous. We went away from Derrick Henry. He was averaging six yards, seven yards a clip at most, but he ended the game with, I think, 4.2 uh, yards per carry and 63 yards. I mean, we t- totally went away from him. Too much Taze Spears right away. If you have something working like we did with, with Derrick Henry, just keep going. He is our workhorse. He is our bell. But, you know, the defense, again, alone is going to be the backbone of this team. Um, like Vince says, it's going to be a top-five defense. I, I I wholeheartedly believe it. I mean, letting up 16 points uh, to the Saints um, is really good. But um, I told you guys in the beginning when we did our podcast about the Saints game that the thing that scares me the most was Derek Carr. He can he can move in the pocket. He he has Michael Thomas. He has Alave out there. Um, he, he distributed the ball well. And their defense, I, I I told you guys too, their secondary was monstrous. And look, they had three interceptions against Ryan Tannehill. And their defensive front, they went after Tannehill. It, does that go after? Did that say something about our offensive line? Sure as hell does. Because I was a big advocate for all offensive line coming into this game, and they looked like garbage. Okay, garbage. They were Tannehill was in distress all game. 
Uh, two years ago, Ryan Tannehill was able to move out of the pocket. He can't do it anymore. I don't know why. I don't know if he he, he can't feel the presence stepping up and moving into the pocket, but he, he can't move. I, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore about this guy. I mean, I loved him because he, he he gave us so many wins, but today it was just a gut punch, and it just proves that our offense and the preseason. You guys can say say what you want, but the preseason, you need our guys out there to get a couple, you know, get get gelling for the for the for week one because that right there and all of September, like I said, is preseason football in my opinion. The Bengals went down, they didn't score a point. Uh, a touchdown, uh, Burrow had uh, 82 yards. The Vikings, which was one of my locks of the week, couldn't beat the abysmal Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, I mean, who who else today that went down real quick before you guys before you guys go? The Colts put 21 points up and had the lead late against the Jaguars. They looked really good with Anthony Richardson. I, I mean, come on, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, what's your initial reactions? Stroud had a pretty good game, too. Stroud did, yes. Did he? No, no, he, no, he, no, no he, touchdowns he, and no picks. He threw the ball 44 times or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This, this was the worst performance in the division. I already said it in the uh, live. Um, you know, we're, And it we're, was Ryan Tannehill's worst game as a starting quarterback. He had obviously three interceptions, but his passer rating in QBR was 28.8, which was his lowest of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I said it on uh, when we were with Bleacher Report. It's more of the same, unfortunately, from years past where the defense is going to have to carry us. The offense um, barely even showed flashes, barely even showed flashes, just stagnant, vanilla play calling. And then the few times, we, you know, we had a clever play call. Ryan Tannehill couldn't, you know, put the ball where it needed to be. Two easy touchdowns, one to Chig, one to Tajay Spears. Um, he does not look comfortable. I think he's shell-shocked. He's rattled. I think he's over the hill. His best days are behind him. And until we could figure out offensively, um, you know, this team's going to unfortunately have to rely on the defense week in and week out. And uh, it is unfortunate. This defense is spectacular, but you don't want to put, you know, the weight on them every week because guess what? As good as they are, no no defense can carry the load all year round, all, all year long. So it's unfortunate that, um, you know, with three interceptions and having only let up 16 points that we still lost the game, but it was very much within our grasp. Hopefully we turn it around. But, yeah, the leash with, the leash with Ryan Tannehill is this big now. That's it. I wouldn't be mad if they benched him, but he's got – if we don't win one of these next two games, he's out. He's out. Yeah, listen, folks, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but if Ryan Tannehill played in the preseason this year, he, he, he wasn't going to have that much better of a performance today, okay? The guy looked like he hadn't played football in his entire life. He was throwing balls towards the sideline that – you're supposed to throw balls to the sideline that only your receiver can catch them. He was throwing balls to the sideline that only the cornerbacks could catch. And, unfor- and, and fortunately, um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Lattimore dropped about – I don't know, three interceptions, give or take, uh, that should have went for touchdowns. So, I mean, listen, guys, uh, this was probably the worst thing that could have happened as far as, you know, uh, opening week. Offense looking just as bad, if not worse. Offensive line looking just as bad, if not worse. And defense looking elite. I mean, it's just the same old song and dance. And how do you move on from the same old song and dance? Well... You went ahead and you drafted two guys early in the draft in the last two years. I said I'm going to give Ryan Tannehill the benefit of the doubt until it gives me a reason not to. And, folks, this was a resounding reason not to. 
It's done. It's over with. There's no way on God's green earth this man is going to lead us to contention in the AFC. So why are we continuing to waste our time following him into a black hole? Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. Our defense is not getting any younger. It's clearly elite. We need someone under center that can evade a collapsing pocket. This man cannot do it. And we have two people that are under the age of 25 that can do it. It's time to see what they can do and stop wasting our time with a guy who can't get it done when the lights are the brightest. The defense I mean, rests. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know what? There was all momentum, like I was telling Vinny before the show, there was all momentum when, when Hooker stripped the opening kickoff, right? And we had the ball at the 25-yard line to just go down. And, and the first 15 plays are scripted by Tim Kelly. How, how do you not manage to get a touchdown on the opening drive? When you, Kelly, and, 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 and that short yardage situation with the best running back in the NFL. Too. Tim Kelly is not is not uh, scot free in this in this no, whole not right ordeal. Now. Okay, like I said earlier, he did what a lot of us wanted him to do as far as throwing the ball a lot more often. I was telling Vin, I think Tannehill thirty four attempts. That's got to be well over his average as a Titan. He probably averages around twenty eight as a Titan. So he threw more. We forced the ball to D hop. The only problem is, uh, it was. Not, I mean, the passes were awful and he was awful. So, uh, but, but yeah, no, Kelly's not the blame here. Kelly's not out of this scot free. We should have established a run. We never did. Um, you know, but we, we did just earlier, went away from it. Yeah. I mean, you could have done some with Malik, some kind of wildcat to, to shake things up. Didn't feel the need to do that. Um, and you know, you're, you're opening, you're opening week as an OC, you get no touchdowns. That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Especially with guys that are like DeAndre Hopkins on that on that uh, line of scrimmage. So I, you know, I I, I can't overstate this. Um, this guy Ryan Tannehill is he's going to hold us back. <laughs> it's just what it is. You want to believe it? I, I I hope you will. If you don't, you, you're you're just absolutely lost. This guy looks like a, a pinball inside of that pocket. He looks like a damn pinball, and uh, you can't succeed in the NFL when you look like a pinball because co pockets collapse often. And this is second straight year now where he can't evade a sack. But um, let's you know, not Vin. let's not forget about let's not forget about him before we get to Vin. I'm sorry, but yep. no, let's no, not go forget ahead, that he had he had every opportunity in this game too because he overshot a touchdown to Chig on the sidelines on the right hand sidelines, and then later on in the game, late in the game, he had Tajay Spears wide open, and he could have led him with a with, with a soft little <clears throat> lollipop throw, Horrible. and he made Tajay Spears jump up, leave his feet. For an incompletion. I mean, he literally – two walk-in touchdowns if he threw a perfect pass and did not. The two touchdowns off the board. I mean, it, it, it's astronomically crazy for me. And what I also think is crazy too, and I brought it up um, on Bleacher Report, is we could have been done with Tannehill after the Baltimore loss a couple of years ago in the in the divisional round – or the wild card round. Should've he gave been. him another chance. He shit the bet against the Bengals. We were the one seed despite Ryan Tannehill that year. We gave him another chance. And last year was the worst year of his career. He got hurt. We gave him another chance. So, like, I don't know where the loyalty, this blind loyalty comes from um, with this organization when it comes to Tannehill. You know, 2019 was a long time ago. And I'm thankful for what he did. You know, he turned this team around when he came in from Mariota when none of us had expectations that he was going to do anything close to that. Thankful for it. 
That being said, that was five years ago. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Like Sal said, this defense is elite, and you're wasting it. Derrick Henry is the best running back of this last decade, and you're wasting it. Get someone under center, see what you have, and figure it out from there. Not only that, this asshole is making $34 million this year. I mean, it's 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 a joke. It's a joke. And I don't think he cares anymore. I really don't. He's made a lot of money. He's, you know, got a, you know, I, I don't think he cares. I think the game's passed him over. He's making a lot of money. And I mean, he probably made a million dollars this week. Would you care? You know, listen, here's listen, the thing. We, we're put, we are putting a lot of blame on Tannehill and rightfully so because he is for sure. The, the cul- he is the culprit in this. But you know what? There's there's five guys in front of him that played like shit, too. Okay. And, and and for Dillard to play the way he did, and uh, Brunskill that I thought he was go- he was going to be really good, and, and Brewer. I mean, I talked about Nathan Shepard, you know, as a big nose tackle. They, they were in the backfield every play. I mean, even even he had like a, a two seconds, three seconds to throw the ball. I mean, you have to get somewhat creative. You got to roll out your quarterback maybe to the right or left, not standing in the pocket like a statue. You'd be able to be mobile a little bit. We had nothing, man, nothing on ball, on, on offense. I listen. I already said it on Twitter. I the old line wasn't great. I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say the old line was great by any means. But he had time. He had pl- especially in the second half. He had plenty of time to make plays and or roll out to his left and right and try to get someone on the run. He didn't want to do that. And I mean, if you watch Ryan Tannehill, 2019, 2020. The man rolled out all the time, yeah. and yeah. not just on the play action. I'm talking from under center. He would go back, roll out, roll left. I mean, we saw it happen all the time. He doesn't do that now. Now he just sits in the pocket. If it collapses, he just bangs off people's backs and either falls down or or makes a horrible throw. He he you know he he looks like somebody. And and, and to back to whoever's point it was. I don't know which one of you. Oh, Vin. I I actually think he cares too much. I think in that in the sense that he he's trying too hard, he's pressing. Not only is he trying too hard, but he can't let anything go. He can't get the demons out from from past games, and it's affecting him. Uh, you know, people forget. I mean, he was on what a five game lo- four or five game losing streak before he they shut him down for the year, uh, and that was coming off of arguably his most devastating loss. I don't think this guy's got a solid chamber up in his head. That's also a major problem. You know, I mean, we, we, we've seen, when have we seen Ryan Tannehill have a bad start and bounce back? It, that, that's not something that typically happens. It's either he's stellar throughout the whole game or, you know, Derrick Henry does enough to win. I mean, what, when there's never a time where Tannehill has a horrific start and then you just see him bing, bang, boom, doesn't happen. And uh, obviously, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you want to go deep in the playoffs, you need to have a short memory. And this guy seems to have an incredibly deep and long memory. So, um, and it all to to, to almost prove your point, then why not let him try to score a touchdown and get his confidence back on that fourth down and try to take the lead instead of taking him out and basically saying, I don't trust you to get the four, five, six yards, however, you know, many yards we needed for a first down. It seemed like that was his opportunity to redeem himself. And I think it's a bad decision. I think it cost – obviously, a lot of things cost us this game, but that was another bad decision. Vrabel needs to go for that. If we don't get it, we have three timeouts, the two-minute warning. I almost have no doubt. And they're back up. Yeah, exactly, on their own 15, 20-yard line. I almost 
have no doubt in my mind we would have got the ball back at the end of the game. Um, you know, should we have not gone for it if we, you know, went for it on fourth down, but we took the conservative approach. Uh, it's funny. I said it on uh, earlier with Sal, you know, shout out Nick Folk, I guess, because, you know, aside from this defense, at least it seems like we got a kicker now, fellas. Seems yeah, that way. yeah. So but I, I mean, I mean, Tannehill looks like a one-read quarterback all of a sudden, man. He's throwing into triple and double coverage. And, and all there's of a sudden, one... Jay. No, but I know, I know. But just, just looking at this game, there was one particular play where he took a shot. I think it was to D-hop on the left-hand side into the end zone where, where uh, Marcus May uh, tipped it or Lattimore tipped it to Marcus May and he intercepted it. He had Chig wide, wide open on a crosser. Yeah, he did. How don't you, how don't you yeah. see that as a quarterback? Why take that shot? Take what's in front of you. If 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 the play is for for uh, D Hop and he's and he's covered by you know double coverage, go check down to Chick. He was wide open, yeah. dude. And, uh, I don't that, know what that, this guy's seeing. I really don't. The one deep deep ball we throw, we we choose Chris Moore to throw it to, and, and what happens? Oh, that's he, another that's another one. Too. Probably he's got two guys on him. To be honest with you, still there's two guys on him. Okay. And yeah, where's Traylon Burks all of a sudden? You're throwing you're throwing a ball to Nick Westbrook Aquino. I understand that you know Traylon Burks is coming off a knee injury. The boy had a good looked, game, Jared. Nick yeah, Westbrook. I know. I, I know. I was going to text game. you guys, but I was he I was saving it. I was saving it for the podcast. I was going to text you guys. But listen, where was Traylon Burks? You, you advertised him all too. week. Yo, of course he did. So did Chink in the beginning yeah. of the game. But, but the, that that Tajay Spear and I said it earlier that Tajay Spears throw is the one that's going to haunt us. I mean, number 1, Tannehill had next to no pressure before that throw. And number 2, you have got to make that throw in the NFL. I mean, he is wide open, nothing but green grass in front of him down the sideline. And I mean, you're throwing that ball way deeper into the, the out of bounds than you are into the green grass, and uh, that's the ball game right there. And, and and one other thing too, and it's unfortunate that Ryan Tannehill's poor play is going to outshadow this, but it needs to be said: one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, that guy told really, me it's the worst, dude. Really, worst. really bad. I mean, you literally gave a team possession of the ball that just wasn't their ball i mean that was as clear a fumble as you can possibly see not to mention not to mention it's on the backs of a play that ended our season a year prior in which it was more evident that it wasn't a fumble that they called it a fumble that's just you know you can't write a story like that this game was officiated horrendously uh, the fact that there needed to be so many damn challenges thrown should tell you how bad it was. Uh, and, and, you know, you get the ball and a touchdown on that fumble, which it was, and the Titans probably win this game. So, you know, that sucks too. But at the end of the day, um, an average quarterback wins us this game. So I, I, I can't I can't just harp on that. But, uh, you know. what? So, so Jared, got- let's ask Jared, though. What do well, – what do we want to do with this kid? How how short is his leash? Would you be okay if we were done with him? As of if if Rand Carthon or Mike Vrabel came out tomorrow and said we're going Malik Willis week two, would you be okay with it? And if not, how much longer do you give this kid before we pull the plug? Um, I'm not giving up yet. I did say fifty percent of his my confidence ha- has left, so I'm fifty. I'm fifty percent on him right now. So um, I'm gonna give it fifty percent. I'm 50% gone after today. 
Okay. I usually, you know, it can go down to 80, you know, I full 80%. I am 50% confident that he can, you know, pull it is week one. Like I said, Burrow had 82 yards today. Patrick Mahomes looked like shit. I mean, whatever, yeah. you know, it's week one. So we'll see. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe week four, week five. We'll see how the leash is. But I also texted you guys this week too. I don't see the future Titans quarterback on this roster. You want to talk about next year and years prior? Next year's I don't want to get too far involved because I want to still stick with this game and get, get you know get talking to the defense. But next year's quarterbacks class is deep as hell. And yeah, you may say, "Oh, you're crazy! You're going to draft a quarterback three years in a row." I don't see Will Levis or Malik Willis as the future for this team. Now, what are your guys' thoughts? How how's your leash for for Ryan Tannehill? Are you still going with the four games? Are you going to ride them? Are you done with them? Do you want Malik to start next week? Done. I had two Shih Tzus growing up. Two Shih Tzus, you know, so the lease was was always short. They're, they were cute little dogs. R.I.P. Princess, R.I.P. Bella. But the leash is shorter than any leash they ever had. I want this motherfucker, if he shows up, if he shows up 15 minutes early instead of a half hour early, I want this kid out. I want any excuse to put his ass on the bench. I don't care what it is. He wore the wrong color socks. I don't give a shit. Put him on the bench. Let's see what we got. I actually like what Sal said. About giving Malik Willis a four or five game sample size to see what he's got. If it doesn't work out from there, you put Will Levis in. If it doesn't work out for there, <clears throat> like Jared, you always say we're in a loaded quarterback class. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and sound pessimistic. His defense is elite. I still think, even though Vrabel made a bad decision today with not going for it on fourth down, he's a phenomenal head coach. That being said, I think we need to figure out what we have in these two young kids. And if we don't have, you know, our future franchise quarterback. Then if you got to draft a third quarterback in the third year, then go do it. But Ryan Tannehill is holding this team back. And it's unfortunate to say, because his defense is elite. Henry's the best running back in football. DeAndre Hopkins proved today. He still has it. 13 targets, seven catches. I forget what, 60 yards. Not, you know, popping off the page, but he could still play ball. Um, this team has talent, and Ryan Tannehill is holding his back. So if they bench him tomorrow, I would feel no, you know, kind of way about it. Yeah, just to kind of simplify, because for those listening, uh, what I mentioned, I mentioned on our post game show we did on Bleacher Report. Um, if I'm the general manager, what I would personally do, and this is not in any way, shape, or form, just something I'm saying out of emotion. Uh, it, it just for me, it couldn't be more solidified after what we what, what we witnessed. If I'm a general manager. Tomorrow, I'm announcing, which, again, I'm going to state, is never happening in a million years. But I'm just saying, if I'm the general manager, tomorrow Malik Willis is a starter. You give him up until the bye week to show whether or not he can handle the offense and, and make this offense confident. If he does not, then you go into week six. Or week six is a bye or week five is the bye? No, week seven is the bye. Week seven is the bye. So after week six, you got week seven as the bye. If you're banged up, you're most likely going to have most of your players back. You're wearing your retro unis, your older unis. If, like I'm saying, if these next five games show that Malik isn't progressing and he can't maintain the offense, then after that bye week, your gun's blazing. You got all your guys. Now we find out if Levis can do it. If Levis can't do it, then we then we dip into the conversation because at that point we'll probably have enough losses that we're going to be in the conversation for a top QB. But that's the way to look at it. Listen. There's just no way, there's no way Tannehill is even coming close to competing with the top dogs in the conference on his best day, on his best day. 
So what is the point? I understand how much more money we're paying him, but what is the point? If somebody can tell me what the point is, I'll hear you out. It, it's got to be legitimate. Right now, there is no positive point to keeping him in this on this team. I'm sorry, Jarrett, but that's my honest opinion. So that would be my blueprint. I'm not the general manager. Most of you, I'm sure, are happy about that. But um, it, it's it's just I'm done. I'm so done. And next week is going to be a fucking absolute, in my opinion, nightmare. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, I'm sorry. My, it's my birthday weekend coming up. I can't wait. There you go. Can't wait for them to ruin Re- represent it. Us, represent us well. Loud but, and proud. And I'm bringing like 10 people with me too. So. Uh, yeah. uh, Philip, I want to, Jared, you can definitely answer that first. I don't want to just uh, go over to the comment that was brought up by Philip. He's saying that he thinks that out of spite that Vrabel would play Tannehill because all the, you know, the fans are going to try to act like they know better than him. I, 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 don't I pray to God that's not true, but. But I don't. I don't. I don't think stunned? it's. I don't think it's out of spite. I think Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback on this team. I mean, he he did have a horrible game. Burrow did too. He can come. He can come back around and it'll be the most Titan thing in the world that we come home open. Don't bring and beat up Burrow though, and, and beat the. I know, but it'll be the most Titan thing in the world to not score a touchdown, come in home opener, and and, and beat the doors off of the Chargers. We I mean, they're, they're tied off, seven. Man. No, I'm saying it's tied 17-17 right now with uh, the Dolphins, and Herbert has over 100 yards, but. I mean, it would be the most Titan thing to do. But right now, Tannehill does not look good. He does not look comfortable. Uh, the one reads are just absolutely killing me. But let's let's switch let's switch that because we we did overreact. It is week one, okay? We did a little bit overreacting, which we all can. But the defense, man, the defense was all over the field. It was a little shaky on the opening drive with secondary. I was a little worried to start the game because I did say that the biggest uh, portion that we had to worry about was Derek Carr. But our, pa- our, our pass rush, man, Arden Key is a problem. D'Amico Autry is a problem. Jeffrey Simmons is a problem. Harold Landry really, really didn't do much. He had one tackle. But those three right now, oh, my God, who is blocking them? Who is blocking yeah, them? Yeah, well, we should see if one of them can play quarterback because, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, – You know, and, Jared, I'm not trying to sound like a smartass, but you, what makes you think no, I know, man. the best quarterback on this team right now? Because he's done, he's done right he now. Done? It is, it think, is week one. You he's, think Malik Willis could have could have kept more plays alive just for the sheer fact that his game is plays, predicated on plays getting alive, out of plays pocket, alive, yes, scoring a touchdown, plays no. alive. You know, he plays alive, yes, scrambling a little bit more, yes, scoring a touchdown. I don't see it. I, think I don't it think it's fair little... to say that he's the best quarterback on the roster for the sole fact we don't know what Levis and Malik Willis can do, given you know a whole season with a pretty talented offense, you know, to work with. Who's to say that? Who's to say that Malik Willis might only threw one interception today? Might even threw a touchdown. Well, here, 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 who knows? Well, you know what? We're, we're armchair head coaches and we're armchair GMs, and those guys get paid millions of dollars, and they've been doing this for a lot longer than us podcasters, and that goes for every single Titans podcast and, and all the NFL Yeah, no shit. Yeah. But, okay, also has- but you know what? 19 they, interceptions they in the last 14 games. I understand that. There's no excuse. The that no matters excuse is turnovers. He turned the ball over three times today. All right, I'll let there's, you talk. Sorry. There's no excuse for what he's done in the last seven games, whatever. I, I, I wholeheartedly do it. I'm a, I'm a big Titans fan just like you. That's why we do this. That's why we do podcasts. We want to interact with fans. I just wholeheartedly think that he is going to turn this around. And if he doesn't, I said pull the plug at week four. Pull the plug at week five. Week, See what week, we got. Five, week four or five may be too late, though. It might be. It really might be. Because what happens if the Jags beat the brakes off the Chiefs, which is possible, 
Absolutely. And then Thank we lose. Break off the Chiefs. I right, listen. Anything. Andy Reid all Andy Reid off a bye. Look at okay. his record. But 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 to 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 piggyback off of what was just mentioned because I made a tweet during the game asking just out of curiosity for fun if Malik Malik Willis plays the first half is the score the same and of course I had a plethora of individuals that said to me no it would be worse and my response to that could would be it's almost impossible for it to be worse because in order for it to be worse. You have to tell me what Ryan Tannehill did to have anything to do with the nine points we had in the first half. Basically nothing. So how could you tell me it's going to be worse when Tannehill didn't account for any of the points that we had? And we all know for absolute certainty that Malik Willis, if nothing else, would have probably evaded half of the sacks that Ryan Tannehill got sacked in because that guy actually moves out of the pocket when he feels pressure. Sometimes he moves out of the pocket when there isn't even any pressure. So with that being said, you know, uh, I, 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 I envy your confidence in the guy that you even still have 50% in him. Uh, But what, what, what really I think can't be argued, which is what we've been really uh, not campaigning, but saying often throughout the off season, this guy at his, on his best day, He's not. He can never outplay the top five guys in the conference. He can. He can never do it. There's. There will be no instance in a game in January or February that Ryan Tannehill is going to outplay an opposing Power Five AFC team. It's impossible. He's just not. It. It, it can't happen. It can't. Maybe four years ago there was a chance. Not anymore. And why are you going to continue to go with a guy who who, who just can't do it? I, I don't I don't know what the the thought process is, but like I said, it's the blind loyalty that I don't fully understand. You know what I mean? He could have been gone literally three years ago after the Baltimore game. I don't think anyone would have had any qualms if we moved on from him after that. We brought him back when got the one seed. He failed miserably. We brought him back. Yes, he was a victim of poor, you know, play calling and inadequate talent around him. We traded our best receiver in franchise history, but a good quarterback will figure out a way to pick up his team a little bit. And he can't do that, and he's holding us back. So I'm done. You say 50-50, Jared. I say whatever is in your glass, send it down to South Jersey because I want it. I'm at about I'm at about three percent, bro. Let's not forget, and I, I know there's probably a plethora of people that are forgetting, and some that will forget when they're watching this. We picked this MFR over Tom freaking Brady because of a playoff run that he had basically nothing to do with. Don't forget about that, okay? That run to the AFC Championship game, as far as our offensive play, skill players, he had the least to do with it, and we picked his ass – over Tom Brady, who went to another team that was dog shit and won a goddamn Super Bowl. So you want to talk about Vin mentions? How many times you've given this guy a break? We can't overlook the fact that we picked him over the greatest quarterback of all time that would have likely signed with us if we gave him the freaking time of day, probably, and would have gotten a top five tight end for the time he was here as well, which nobody wants to think about either. And this is crazy we're bringing this shit up. But it has to be brought up now because we gave this MF for another chance and he's and he's stomping it down our throats and making us look like freaking idiots. This wasn't just a loss. This was a pitiful loss you had literally 30 weeks to prepare for. 
and you were a, a quarterback going into your, what, 11th year? And you looked like an absolute rookie. That is unacceptable. With DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, and Traylon Burks on your roster. I don't care how bad the, the freaking O-line is. Get, throw the ball to these guys. DeAndre Hopkins catches every freaking thing his way. You gave him 13 you gave him 13 freaking targets, and half of them were towards the sideline, five yards in front of him. It, 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 it's Dash it. I'm done. Throws. I'm done, Jared. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, no, I, listen, listen. I know. I, I'm very, I'm very hard on it. But you know what? We'll we'll see what happens. I want to try to do a little something now that we're going live after every Sunday. So I want to bring something to the show, um, something different. I want to do like, you know, two guys that were really good and two guys that were really bad. I don't want to go Tannehill. We already we already did it. There's there were so many other guys that were bad uh, today besides Ryan Tannehill. So uh, whoever wants to start, give me your two best players uh, that were you were surprised for, and your two worst players besides yeah, Tannehill. Uh, excuse me. Well, I'm going to say Tannehill because <laughs> we all know uh, that. So just throw him out. He's one A. Tannehill, and then I'm going to say Dillard, Dillard, whatever you pronounce his name. He looked a little overmatched. I mean, he hasn't started in this league since he's, um, you know, got drafted. He, uh, you know, caught the shit end of the stick in Philly where he got hurt. And then, you know, they had a tackle come in and just take the job. Uh, Mylotta, Jordan Mylotta, one of the best tackles in the league. Um, but this kid hasn't started in the league. He hasn't started for a football team really since his college days. So maybe he's a bit overmatched really, but he played pretty bad. Tannehill was awful. Um, the bright side is Nick Folk. Shout out Nick Folk. Uh, what was that? Five field goals today. Good for him. We hopefully, knock on wood, found our kicker for the year. I don't know how good that's going to do us. Um, but also, uh, I'll shout out uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It is debut. 13 targets. We targeted him a lot. Um, you know, nothing that pops off the page, but I think, what, six, seven catches for 60 yards. Um, Prove that he could still play. And uh, – I'm not sure how happy he is about his decision to come here and play with Ryan Tannehill, but you know he showed that he could still play, and if he stays healthy, he's going to be a factor for us going forward. So, yeah. Um, for me, as far as poor performances, um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I mean, they're all going to be offensive. Um, Tannehill, I don't give a shit. I'm bringing him up anyway. And uh, I don't know. Let's just go to the good. Let's go to the good. First, Arden Key, I'll see Zaire. The two, the, the new, the new blood on defense were as advertised. Absolutely excellent. Special teams, excellent. Uh, Nick Folk, excellent. Um, you know, Hopkins for what he was given did very well. Uh, really bad drop from Burks. Like game altering drop from Burks cannot happen in the breadbasket. Uh, Absolutely unacceptable. Has to stop. So I got to give him a knock for that. Uh, Spears did play good. Uh, Would have liked to see him maybe get a little more involved in the passing game. We only set up, like, I think one screen for the kid. Uh, Derrick Henry needs to get more involved. I can't believe I'm saying it, but 15 carries against a team like this when we couldn't get a passing game going makes no sense. Um, try, there, was, there was somebody else that had a pretty poor game that I'm forgetting, and I'm sure it'll come to me. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's just, really say Chig because they didn't target him, and when oh. they did, Tannehill threw it, you well, know, he had, five he had a big drop, too. he had a big drop, yeah. But he, he was also wide, he was wide open on that play where Tannehill threw it to Chris Moore, yeah, but that was, uh, yeah, I know, you know, I, I, 
they got to get him more involved. I don't think Bayard the whole you can't fault anybody on that defense, man. No, no, that's no. why. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm I'm going a different approach for you guys. I'm not going to piggyback off of you guys because all those were, were hits. I'm going to do a little different. I was not impressed at all with uh, Brunskill. Cam Jordan was just eating him up all damn yeah. day. Uh, hand up. Uh, deflecting passes, he had a, a lot, of, a lot of sacks, th- disrupting Ryan Tannehill, and then I'm just gonna go right to the OC. Uh, we, we we always done it with with Todd yeah. Downing. Go right, I'm going right to Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly did not uh, look flashy. He did. He said he wanted to play physical. He wanted to do speed. He wanted to do uh, motions and everything like that. Yeah, we saw that, but they didn't do shit with it. They did nothing with it. And the good for me uh, on defense, you guys hit it with you know with uh, Arden Key and, and um, you know Autry and, and Al Shahir. But the other one is Hooker right off the bat, forced fumble, interception. Guy played great. He did. Guy, guy, guy played great. I mean, the defense, like Vin says all the time, is going to be the backbone of this team. So I mean, going forward, hopefully they turn it around because they can't, they cannot do this every single game. The defense can't be on the field. You know, I don't know how 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 many plays the, the, the Saints were on the field, but they can't be on the field sixty plays, and, and our offense going forty. They they can't do it. They're holding teams, and we're what were we averaging our defense last year? I think we were uh, we were one of the best, like nineteen points. Yeah, I think it was close. It was close. Yeah, it was close to eighteen or something like that. But like, come on, dude, you you can't score three touchdowns with DeAndre Hopkins, not Traylon one, Brooks, and Derrick Henry, not on the one. Team? Unbelievable. This goes back to last year, too. And get and here's the Chris. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but it's the truth. As awful, and obviously we know, like historically awful, but as awful as Todd Downing was, at least when he got into the red zone, he typically found a way to get it in. It was only just that it would happen like twice a week. But at least when they got to the red zone, he'd be able to fucking figure something out and get in. We got into the red zone how many times? And we're and we're not we're not leaning on the run game in the red zone, which I I, I you know a, a year ago I would have been like, yes, thank God. But now when Derrick Henry was still averaging five yards a carry and we're in the red zone, it should be run the ball three times until you know, I mean he was getting four or five yards a clip when, when he was running it running it straight down the gut. So, you know, just head scratching, head scratching stuff. Um and I learned He's very I typical Titan, so typical. Yeah, I said to Sal earlier, Jared, I can make a million dollars betting these games every week with this fucking team because they are so predictable. Because like you said, they might go out there and beat the Chargers next week, and then guess what? We'll go to Cleveland and we'll lose. You know what I mean? It's looking looking really bad right now. We're not beating the Browns. We're not beating the Browns. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I said then we'll we'll go there and we'll lose after we win next week. But it's just a very predictable team, and it's just – it's so sad to be honest because you're just wasting away. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Players who are going to be in the, the 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 ring of honor when it comes when their careers are over. Byard, Henry, Simmons. You know, like what are we doing here? And, Let's and, and figure out what we got. One of these quarterbacks and move on. Jesus Christ! And, and something nobody else is also talking about too, which needs to be brought up, is that this team. There is no way anyone on this team has any confidence in Ryan Tannehill. There's no way anyone's suiting up next Sunday and and expecting the win against the Chargers with Ryan Tannehill in the center. They're, 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 I, I, if they do, I envy their optimistic mindset because I don't know how anyone could have any confidence in this guy. You just came off of a season where he dropped about four or five straight. Then you lost all the rest of your games, and you come back, and this is what you do when your defense puts up a 16-point a, a game at home to open the season? I, I mean, come on. 
I mean, that, that's even more of a reason why you should even have the conversation of putting Malik in just to get, just to get the, the team juice. There's no uh, defensively. They're good on offense. They have no motivation. You already saw Hopkins getting frustrated because he's forcing the ball to him uh, in, 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 in tight coverage. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's not going to happen, but good Lord. This was just as bad as it could get. And yep. it is very, very possible we could be 0-3. Very possible we could go 0-3. And if that's what it takes, I will patiently wait because our season won't be over yet and we'll get new blood in there. But I don't want to wait anymore. And I, I don't think either of you two do either. But, uh, Jared, if you still give him a chance – God bless you. God bless you. So, Hell uh, no. I am done with him. I would not. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to keep it clean. I was going to say something mean that was a little off color and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there will be plenty of opportunities in the future where we can uh, elaborate more on that. All I, the only thing I can hope and pray is that Nissan stadium is a absolute zoo next Sunday. Uh, I know it's going to be tough to 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 really bring out the the best in in you guys as fans after a performance like that. But we're going to need every advantage we can get because this is such a big, big, big game now. You got the Chiefs facing the Jags, which possibly hopefully could could get them on the on the losing end. And every game in this division now is like a playoff game because we are not getting a wild card, guys. Make sure you know it now, folks at home. This team is never getting a wild card spot. So it's it's every week. Jags, Colts, Texans, gotta look at them, gotta pray they lose and get in at the end. I think you both would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll we'll see what next week brings. You know, it's it's a week to week league. And guess what? We beat the Chargers next week. We'll be out here, you know, happy as uh, you know, a pig and shit, but you know, let, let's let's remain optimistic and realize we have a top five defense, the best running back in the league, and if we can adjust our play calling a little bit, get our offensive line figured out, and if our uh, quarterback can seem to just just don't lose the game for us, almost is what it seems. This defense is so good, just don't lose the game for us, and I think we'll have more wins than losses. Yeah. That being yeah. said, my dinner's here, fellas. Yeah, and then one, hey Matt, I. You know, if he, you say he's going to look lost out there, I, I, I would, I would just, I would give it one more look. You know, he, he, he didn't look lost last year when he had protection. He, he didn't look lost when he had protection. That's all I'll say. Uh, and I don't know if he, he would get it this year if he played. Um, can't get any was, worse. Can't get yeah, any worse. It can't get any worse. And there's there was clear improvement in the postseason or in the preseason. If you don't want to admit that, then you're, you're just, you don't like Malik Willis as a person, which is even more wild and outlandish. So uh, if you didn't see production in the preseason, then you never will, but we'll see. Nothing's going to happen. We know that we're going to have another long week of um, interviews and practice. And, you know, hopefully uh, Tannehill's um, therapist gets involved. We'll get his mind back in order. So, um, we want to thank everyone that joined in. There was almost 40 of you throughout the last 45 minutes. We appreciate that. Appreciate that greatly. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe to the channel. We're going to be live every Sunday going uh, throughout the season with you guys um, and, you know, going through all the ups and downs. And um, we, we appreciate any interaction you guys give us. So uh, make sure you stick around. 
And uh, that's going to be it for this week, folks. So we'll probably we'll see you on what Wednesday. We'll we'll probably figure out to do a show with somebody on the uh, Chargers end, and then uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll for next week. So uh, as always, guys, I hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week. And as always, tighten up, Malik. Keep your hand on the holster, my friend. That's all I'll say. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.